Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. My name is Tomo, and I'm thrilled to be your host. In this show, we will explore the brief but powerful moments that spark creativity, drive motivation, and bring joy to our lives. From successful entrepreneurs to everyday people, we'll hear inspiring stories and perspectives on how to cultivate positivity and achieve personal development. So whether you're looking for a boost of energy in the morning, or a shot of inspiration in the middle of your day, or a reminder of what's possible, tune in to the Powerhouse Podcast and let's ignite the fire and turn our dreams into reality. What's up guys, welcome back to our uh, show and today we'll be talking about uh, you. We'll talk about exactly how you can expand, how you can expand in your life, how you can expand in your business. And it'll be a lesson from, well, one of my favorite authors uh, who has pretty much introduced a concept uh, in such a simple form that it really shifted a ton of stuff in my life. Not only that, uh, it made things easier for me, but it also kind of gave me an idea to observe my own mind and observe my own body. That person is Michael Singer. Uh, he's written a couple of books, uh, like the most famous ones are The Untethered Soul. Uh, the other one is The Surrender Experiment. And the reason why it's so interesting is because he's basically a person who kind of meditated, you know, uh, throughout his entire life at some point. And he reached like all those hilarious states of, uh, you know, uh, what the hell am I doing? And also, holy shit, this is really working. And holy shit, what is actually going on? Uh, and interestingly enough, during that process, he actually just wanted to sit and meditate. And he happened to, through that, uh, build a gigantic uh, multi-million dollar company, um, right? And at some point when he was a little older, uh, he happened to create a program uh, that basically exemplifies the lessons that he learned. And I found it always quite interesting, you know, somebody who has kind of built a business and never really wanted to, but it somehow kind of clicked, um, wanted to understand a little better how, uh, what's the things that he observed and uh, learned. And so this is one of the lessons that I took from that. And I wanted to pass it on to you in case you haven't seen that one yet. Now, this lesson is called, Who Are You? Right? So this is really about you. Um, and I would love for you to imagine um, three uh, different points on a map. The top one is you. On the bottom left is your mind. And the bottom right is your body. Now, um, in order to understand this concept, uh, first of all, I would like to ask you, are you in there? I would like to ask you, are you in there, in your body? Are you there? If I asked you that, would you say yes? Most of us would say yes. Um, I know it sounds like a weird question at first, uh, but at the same time, asking who we really are is kind of at the base level of absolutely everything, right? Once we decide who we are, a lot of things kind of come with that, right? Depending on name, depending on anything uh, that kind of uh, we decide uh, the person who we are, our personalities that we also decide upon, right? Uh, that we can choose, in fact, every day differently. They make a lot of our life. Um, and so understanding who we really are uh, makes all the difference. Now, if you think about this, this triangular concept with you on top, your mind on the left, your body on the right, imagine 
that you are not your body. Well, that one is fairly obvious, right? Uh, sometimes we do get to identify with the body, uh, but it's been, I think, uh, an experience that most of us have that we understand that, okay, even if something's happening to my body, I am not my body, right? So even if somebody operates on you on an operation table, a surgeon or something like that, uh, you would still be aware. You would still be there even if your body is well knocked out in some shape or form. Right. Uh, so obviously, yes, you're not your body, but can I convince you that you are also not your mind? That's once a little more tricky because most of us are kind of stuck in our minds. We basically believe that we are our mind, or even if we don't believe that we are our mind, we uh, our mind is a fairly addictive, fantastic machine that kind of creates problems and solves them as well. Um, and we sometimes get uh, caught up in it. And the thing is, when we get caught up in our mind, we often start to believe that we are our mind, that we are our thinking, and that there's nothing else besides that. But I believe you've already um, heard every now and then, or you've probably noticed for yourself that you have thoughts, right? And uh, I'm not sure how often you have been watching those thoughts uh, but I bet that at least if you've dreamt at least once and you remembered that dream then you can probably tell that there is a you that is aware of the thoughts right which means you can't be the thoughts if you're already aware of them unless you would be self-aware but just for uh, simplifying uh, to simplify the concept we imagine that there's two entities one that's observing or two two qualities of you one is observing and it's able to observe anything and the other one that is actually the thinking and the thinking could be expanded to that being actually the mind right so if that's really the case and you are not the mind but you are the one who's aware of the mind or observing the mind then that creates a couple of interesting implications what impl implications does that mean um right so some of the implications that come with who you are if you really get to um embrace the idea of saying all right i'm not my mind and i'm not my body then all of a sudden what really falls away are the restrictions of the mind and the body they're both there for fantastic purposes right uh, the body can uh, basically do fantastic things in the uh, in the real world right it can help you move things it can help you create stuff uh, right you couldn't exist without it um but at the same time um, it also has restrictions and limitations, right? Especially when we age, the body slowly breaks down. So things get more hard to execute, right? So things get harder to build. And so there are certain limitations that we need to be aware of. We need water on an ongoing basis for in order to for the body to function well. Uh, for the mind, uh, similarly so, right? So the mind is basically a fantastic, well, let's say like a, an amazing uh, algorithmic uh, computer program, right? It, it can uh, solve all kinds of problems. It can create problems. It can create systems. It can basically do a lot of stuff. It's a very powerful tool that you have at your disposal. At the same time, uh, the mind can always play tricks on you too, right? Uh, the mind can get you in trouble. It can, uh, you know, get to a point where it starts to regurgitate thoughts. Uh, and those thoughts may make you feel a certain way on an ongoing basis, right? And sometimes you may get into a place where you're like, hey, how did I even get here? How can I get out of it? And the way how you usually get out of any of these places, out of any situation that you feel frustrated in or anything else and you want to feel different is by understanding that you are not the mind, that you are just experiencing the mind. Um, I'm saying this because imagine this, uh, just as an example. Imagine you are um, 
sitting somewhere and something pains you. Imagine you, you experience pain in your leg. Where does that pain really originate from, right? It originates from your body, yes. Uh, and that's a signal that's being sent to your mind and your mind will interpret that pain and would say, all right, this pain is, well, interesting. Either if it's completely surprising, it will first you know, shock you a little bit as an alarm being like, oh gosh, this is painful. Let's go somewhere else. Um, if you, let's say you've been meditating for a bit and you've been sitting in the lotus position and that's why the pain has occurred, your mind may interpret it in a different way because it would say, well, we chose to sit like that. That's why there's pain. No need to run away from it, but can we ease it, right? So the mind always tries to keep you safe, of course. Now, as that happens, um, it can be very interesting when you notice you right so sometimes we we get uh we get the info from the body we get the info from the mind but not always are we able to connect to who is us actually and i want you to experience that uh for just a moment now as your brief moment of inspiration for today so if we were to imagine who is you and just to make this easier uh visually um i would love for you to imagine a blue ball a blue ball that we call the blue ball of awareness. And that blue ball uh, could be right in between uh, your eyes, somewhere in the middle of your head. In the beginning, normally you would say, if I ask you, hey, where are you? Uh, you would probably point somewhere around your head because the mind is the one that creates the most energy, that needs the most energy, that's, you know, that kind of needs a ton of um, attention. Um, and sometimes we can also move that blue ball of awareness, right? If I told you, all right, move that blue ball of awareness, notice where it is, take a breath and move it down your body. And all of a sudden you would notice that you are actually moving through your body, right? It's not that you are this blue ball of awareness, but it's an easy way to actually visualize your essence in a way that otherwise would not be possible. Right, imagining you're this blue ball of awareness uh, brings a couple of interesting insights because all of a sudden you are not the mind any longer, meaning you can observe the pain, right? You can observe the pain, which gives you distance to the pain. I've had this once myself. Uh, I was sitting in that lotus position for, I think, a good like three days or something like that uh, in a fantastic silent retreat that a friend of mine organized. And um, well, at some point I noticed, you know what, I can actually go through that pain. I can um, sit in there and just explore it. And if I really can explore it, that means I'm not reactive to it any longer. Um, and so I started to explore that pain. And I noticed that if once I go through the pain, it's kind of not a big of a deal anymore. Uh, and actually I can tolerate it. Not only that, but I can sit in it as long as I want it which was a very interesting experience. So um, take the blue ball of awareness and put it on all kinds of stuff just to experience yourself for a little bit. Uh, put it on your mind and see what are you observing there. If you have by any chance a notebook, write down anything that comes down. You will see exactly what your mind is up to. If you like, you can put it on any part of your body, right? Like just imagine that blue ball of awareness traveling to your left knee, for example, and then write down what do you experience there? What comes up? Uh, right, and you will see all kinds of things coming up, and everything that you come that comes up is basically a shape or form of your experience of life. That is not you. Uh, you are only the one observing, right? You are the awareness, the energy that is basically doing that. Um, so, 
with that being said, um, I'll leave you uh, with that for now. Uh, enjoy playing with your blue ball. Uh, you can as well put it on other people. And it gets very interesting, some pro trick in case you want to connect with somebody really deeper without getting too much into your head. Drop that blue ball into your heart and speak while keeping it there. Enjoy that. And uh, I'll see you on the next show.